He is the warrior king who stands where the land meets the horizon, steadfast and unshakable, a force from beyond who defies the laws of physics. And he will never stand down, and he will never surrender, and he will never submit, until his bones are cracked and splintered and scraped like chalk on pavement, until the very dome of heaven collapses and the black avalanche of space pours down around us, until he is the last man standing on the dirt-covered surface of the earth, he will press on. Ladies and gentlemen, the Las Vegas Sports Talk King, a broadcaster, hall of famer, entertainer, innovator, R&B funk music master, a hot dog lover and connoisseur, he is too cold to be told, the doctor, T.C. Martin. It is a Friday, bust out the hot dogs, it's 118 in Las Vegas, <laughs> and uh, we're full of fun here at the world famous Superbook inside the Westgate Las Vegas, T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house. And the quarterback joins us, and he's getting ready for training camp right now. The one and only Jay Schrader. I know you got a, you got a lot. You want to say a lot. I can see the quarterback right now. He wants to direct this offense. What's up? It is. It's time for training camp. It's 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 hot outside. It's time to get rolling and see, you know, who can show up and who's actually going to make it through the year. Marco D'Angelo. I never thought I would say this, but after hearing that for open. I actually miss Boom Shakalaka. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Marco, I'm with you. I'm not too sure if you really want to call yourself a hot dog connoisseur. You know, but some people enjoy that, so we'll just hey, go with it. Uh, that's George Shea. I mean, you know who that was, right? Yeah. I, it really doesn't matter, but, you know, when you're over here with all these accolades, then you throw in hot dog connoisseur. That's <laughs> no good. Just, just kind of undermines everything it else. Yeah. It does. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's, you know, the whole thing is supposed to be taken in jest. Oh, is it, that it, what it's supposed I, to be? I think so. I mean, you were laughing, weren't you? Well. Or maybe that wasn't laughing. <laughs> I was shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I am here today, guys. You know, I understand you want to, you know, rib me a little bit while I'm gone, but I'm here. Still want to go. It's even better. Yeah. It's even better that you're here. Wow. It doesn't matter for me. <laughs> you're getting it, it every no show. It doesn't matter whether you're 3,000 uh, miles away or, or you're right here next to us. It's, it's a little rotation. It's I, I understand that. So can we like turn the rotation now and talk to our good friend who... Uh, is going to take us out dinner tonight? Yes. <laughs> yes. This is, this is, this it, is, in. it is time to collect. It is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, full disclosure. You did. You, I know you, you, you were there. I sent you a text a little bit ago that I might not make the show. <laughs> I said uh, I'm currently at Southwest Medical. Okay, let's, let's set the stage. Marco was listed as, would you say doubtful or questionable, like say? Game time decision. Yeah, game oh, time decision. Definitely, wow. Definitely okay. game time decision. Yeah. So yeah. he texts me. He goes, hey, dude, we got Jay for the whole show or just Jay the final hour? I go, no, he'll, he'll be for the whole show. You know, why? What's up? <laughs> I'm currently at Southwest Medical <laughs> trying to, to be seen by somebody because... Uh, Wait, don't they have pills to correct that? Yeah, if you have them. Yeah, if you have them, yeah. yeah. The, the situation was, uh, long story short, I needed a refill on my prescription for, you know, I am a diabetic, and I didn't have it for six weeks. They wouldn't write my prescription till they saw me, and they can't see me till the end of the month because they're that, that busy or there's that much of a shortage of doctors at, at where I go. 
But today, I went to a number that uh, <laughs> when you Google it, <laughs> blood sugar levels, and the three things that come back are could cause seizure, coma, or death. That's pretty concerning. Yeah. But TC, you know, texted and I kept it in the loop. And then at one thirty, he says, "What do I do with the tweet? You know, are you in? You out?" But he, I, I didn't you say want, whether you're in or out. I but just, what, just, yeah, yeah, what do you want me to do with the tweet? Yeah. Okay. So, and then what? We, then what was on your mind? Well, well, my mind was, and I was about ready to say this, but now I will say it. I said, <laughs> "Did you go?" Through all this, just so you won't take us out to dinner. I don't know. I did see the tweet. I did see the tweet that went out, and I see a picture of you and the quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, because at that yeah. time you were yeah. still a game time decision. decision. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this guy. Now you want to be in the picture? Had to get the okay from the doctor, and it was last minute. Yeah, yeah. I get it. If you want me to. Retweet your show. You, oh, you have to yes. be in the picture. Oh, is I, I that what it is? I, I retweet it anyways because, you know. Oh, well, that's but, you such know. A, a good guy of you to be a team player. All, like I, that. all I know is we have very smart people here at Westgate. Oh, UCLA you, Bruin fan yes, walking by. Yes. See, you know? Um, so here's the deal then. Okay. So don't complain when I say, hey, let's get a picture today. Okay. okay? Or I, di- I didn't wear my Sunday best. You have probably 5,000 photos on your phone right now. Yeah, yeah, but I, I Over do. under, 5,000 over or under? No, no, no. Marco, I, you, Marco, I, I, I delete a lot. I yeah. delete a lot. Marco, you do know that when we get our <laughs> dinner, it's going to be about a 10-minute pause. Right? <laughs> Hold on. Because he's got to take all the photos of Listen, all the food. Oh, the, I yeah. think I have this down under two minutes. I think I, I get the two-minute warning. <laughs> T. Yes. How many of those 5,000 photos are food? 4,992. <laughs> it's not 5,000 photos. I think it's over like 2,000, 2,200 because I'm always deleting because, you know, I don't want to pay extra for, you know, to upgrade the storage or whatever it is. So I'm, I'm constantly deleting. But we don't have – we have some pictures, you know, of the three of us, but, you know. I'm not going to put the one of like you and your Buffalo Bills, uh, you know, sweatshirt <laughs> when it's 118. You know what I'm saying? People hey. are supposed to think, hey, you know, th- we took this picture today. So, if you know, speaking of like waiting 10 minutes for food pictures, why don't you? Would we cool to take 10 minutes of photos after the show today? You okay oh, with that? Absolutely. All don't right. we do that every week? We go, there's more photos of me other than the one week I wore the Buffalo Bills during the oh, playoffs. Yeah. yeah, but then again. Yeah. Not the three of us. Yes. That's the only one. So now, Jay, I'm calling BS. You, the quarterback would have his Yeah, because obviously it's my first time that the three of us have been together yeah, here on the show. Right? Yeah, we've never done a show. Yeah, we've never done this before. Yeah, so. we always, you know, I know how you guys are with the pictures. You know, you guys yeah. are kind of anti the pictures. That's all. Now, okay, if I put a picture of you and I or you or whatever, Jay's going to say, hey, am I on the show today? You know, I wasn't in the picture. No, you wouldn't say that. No. <laughs> well, yeah. I had good to try, be, though. Good try. I, I had to scroll quickly, and he was last on the show, you know, two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Looked rather dapper, like he does always, you know. So, so who was he on the show with two weeks ago? Um, or, or was that the was one just, I was just, in? It was just him and I. Okay. Yeah, and then, then, then the time before that was him and I. And yeah. 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 We, we have the rotating summer schedule here. Yes. Guys. Filling in for you, there taking you. care of your your show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mr. Vacation time over here. I really appreciate that too. You know. You know what I got for the uh, airport run? <laughs> I got a Freddy's hot dog from the hot dog connoisseur. There you go. There you go. Man, I'm glad he didn't call me. Like like I said, okay, I said to him, I said, 
we'll have time for Freddy's. No, we won't. This, that. And, of course, well, well that's because your flight was 23 minutes early. Well, you know, and you made that Minnesota to Vegas oh, run. Yeah. It does get here you know, early sometimes. So we had, I didn't limit you to a hot dog. I said, get whatever you want. I was even trying to shove custard in a milkshake down him. And you know what he says? No, no, no. I'm in a hot dog mood. So now here, a week later, five days later, he's complaining about the hot dog. Hey, you know, I'm going to take his side of the story. <laughs> What's this? There's no <laughs> Just, you know, the defense you here, were, Marco. You were a no. little, you know, being a little diva coming off. Pick me up at this pole. Can't walk down to that pole. Oh, I'm hurt, you know. I have a routine, just yeah. like he has a routine, okay? It was you really know. fun. But, but you see, you only tell half the story. What did I say at the end of the day after he took me to go get my rent-a-car? Because, you know, my car's totaled now and everything. What, what did I say? You said, I, I got a Hanks or a Blue Ribbon coming. That's right. Oh. And you know what it was? He sent me a picture from Blue Ribbon last night. <laughs> <laughs> that was another it is. Uh, That was another guest. <laughs> My man Houston Nutt was in town. Oh, and, and, there you and, go. And, yeah, so, again, he comes to town once do a you, year. Do you see a pattern? Like, Houston Nutt gets Blue Ribbon? Yeah. And we get Freddy's. Hey. Yeah, we get Freddy's, yeah. <laughs> By the way, by the way, did, did he call you to come have dinner with you and with him in Houston or not? I must have had my phone shut off. Yeah, me too. Okay. I, I turned mine off like twice a year yeah. when it needs to be updated. Listen, okay. It was it was Houston and his brother. Okay. Oh, 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 they, they, they were we they were in charge of the guest list. In full disclosure, Houston paid. Oh, oh no, well, there's a shot. Well, you just said you just there's a shot. I offered. <laughs> I, what can yeah. I say? Oh, slow. Okay. <laughs> I can't get there. Listen, you better slow your roll, my friend. You're st- Have you got your medication? Not yet. Just just they just called it he in. He sends so. me a picture on my way into the, to the doctor's <laughs> office. I go, is that the electric chair? Just in this thing. I don't know where you're going to get your care, man. But, and I was at the doctor today. I was doing my chiropractic thing. There you go. They, they were doing, you know all about this. They had electrodes on me and all this other kind of like, What kind of stuff are we doing here? Oh, hey. Hey, it felt pretty good, though. Yeah, it does feel pretty good. I, <laughs> yeah. I spent a long time with chiropractor, with acupuncture, with the electrodes on the acupuncture and all that just to keep going, man. One part of the text that he did not tell you is when I told him I was on my way, I said, Good news is I'm going to make it. Bad news is if I pass out, you're going to have to do mouth to mouth. He replied, he said, mm-hmm. yeah. Jay will cover it. Oh, no. <laughs> I said, find somebody. I said, Jay, are you here? That's what I said. <laughs> we'll find it. We'll find it. So well, if I pass out, wanna, I'm, I'm dead. You know, Beverly, are you here? Bev. Now that we've got the uh, the full disclosure on the medical, can we talk a little sports? Because, you know, I'm going to brag a little bit because I had actually got to do something quite nice last night that I sent you a couple of photos yes. of last and I night. Want, I wanted to ask you about that as well, too. So there you go. I'm sending food pictures. You know what this guy sent me pictures of? And talk about, you know, oh, accolades and patting on the back and whose show it is. <laughs> this guy sent me pictures from the red carpet last night because our good friend went to a, a movie premiere last night uh, at the Aria, I believe Goliath, right? Goliath. So, it's, the, it's the Showtime three-part series on Will Chamberlain. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, Kevin Garnett, Ty Lu, a b- bunch of guys were there. And uh, I was uh, the producers, everybody, Jim Gray was there. And you know, your good buddy who paid for your lunch yesterday, you know, Mark Davis was there. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, it was... Even my, my lunch that I had to take back... <laughs> 
I have a great story about this. So, if you guys want, we'll talk but, about that uh, later. Jeez. Um, but I was I was thoroughly impressed with the way they did it. Uh, gives you a whole nother side of what everybody thinks about Wilt Chamberlain. And it, the thing that I really didn't realize, he was far ahead of his time when, A, he left to go play for the Globetrotters. And then when he came back, a lot of people don't know, he started taking one-year contracts to maximize his you know, power ability and everything else. At one point in time, they actually said uh, the owners of the Philadelphia 76ers at the time paid $25,000 for the team and paid him $30,000 to play. Wow. How about that? How about that? And then, you know, it was worldwide paper, everything else. When he, he was the first athlete to make $100,000. It's true. We've come a long way since We have come then. a long <laughs> ways. Yeah, but uh, no, it, uh, it's called Goliath. It's the, I saw the middle part of the three-part segment uh, for Showtime, and uh, very well done. I was very impressed. Mm. Where do you stand on the GOAT or the greatest as far as basketball player goes? You know, I, here's the older I get, the more I think about this in all sports. Yep. Uh, you've got to take it in 10-year increments. Because, A, the rules change, the players change. What, you know, what the players know nowadays, we had no clue on when I played. Okay? I mean, just the technology and the knowledge and everything else. But, so I think you got to take it in 10-year increments and look at it, it that way. Uh, let me tell you something. They Because they talked a lot last night about Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell and the way they did it. And, you know, it's funny. They had... Uh, a psychologist on there and it's true it's in every team sport when you win it's a team thing when you lose it's an individual's fault yeah and no matter you know he ran up against the great celtic teams you know and everything else and until they put a team around him in philadelphia you know is when he finally won a thing uh you know it didn't matter how many points he scored because you know they said you're playing one on five it's Mm -hmm. it's hard to win See, for me, Wilt has always been that number one. And yeah. he, I, I get so tired, especially the younger generation, yeah. it's Jordan or LeBron. Right. And it's like, you know, for me, it's Wilt and Kareem. Yeah. You know, for, for one and two. And, yeah, sure, okay, so, we're you know, we're about the same age. All of us are about the same age. So we remember, you know, watching those guys when we were younger. But if you just archive it or go back and, 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 and watch video or look at stats and, yeah. you know, go to any you know ref, NBA reference doc whatever it is Wilt changed the game and that has always been my argument yeah. they changed the rules for Wilt yeah, they did three they second ch- yep, they three in the key why because of Wilt because he right. was so dominant and the whole ring thing versus all that stuff yeah Russell had a great team he hit the nail on the head right and I don't put Russell in there I don't have Russell like probably in my top five because he had a great team and he was great but yeah. you know he wasn't a good player as Wilt. Yeah. I mean, when they went one-on-one, Wilt dominated Russell. Oh, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's, you know, yeah, for the people just, that are older a, than me that I talk to who watch right. watch those guys play, yeah. they say exactly the same thing. Yeah. And I had a chance to talk to Jim Gray last night because he was an yeah. integral part yeah. of getting all this information together. Uh, and he, he was like, look, Wilt was the specimen. He was unbelievable. And I said, look, 
I said, I was in high school on the Palisades, and Wilt used to go down to the beach and play volleyball, and I'd go down there and play against them. I had never seen somebody so big, so physically fit, so agile. I was like, oh, my gosh, if this is what it's – I mean, it was a it was an entirely different league, you know, that I had ever seen. And I went to high school and played with some guys, you know, in high school and college that – are phenomenal athletes. I'd never seen anybody like Wilt. And this is, I mean, he had to be 50 years old at this time, right? I mean, you know, late 40s, 50s at this time. And it was still uh, a phenomenal thing to watch him. Goliath, and that'll be on Showtime premiering, I believe, next week, isn't it? Next week, yeah. yeah, It comes out next week on Showtime. Highly recommend it uh, because it shows the other side of what everybody wants to hear about Wilt. And it does touch about, you know, touch on everything that he's did. He doesn't hold anything back. His family was there. His sisters were there last night. uh, And they were, everybody was in, uh, you know, in agreement. The cool thing about the movie and, you know, we talk about athletes 10-year increments. So the producers were there last night and they took clips, newspaper articles of what Wilt said and asked his family, is this all that? And then they have him on screen through AI saying it. Wow. Which is pretty cool, you yeah. know, which is pretty darn cool. And, uh, you know, come to find out, you know, the people he surrounded himself with, he was, for me, he was so far ahead of everybody in the curve as far as what to do outside of basketball and how to make that work. He was the first athlete entrepreneur that really took that and it was it was a lot of fun to see that so true and you talk about the physical shape that he was in like and when you saw him i mean he was so impressionable yeah that was you know pre you know yeah. these heavy weights and these i mean look at yeah. you know when you're talking about the modern day athlete earlier yeah. throw in the, the fact that you know bigger faster stronger but the conditioning and and all everything that goes in with making today's athletes, right. whether from the supplements to the weight training to the conditioning, I mean, it's not even close. Well, and, you know, and I think yeah. you know when you compare today's athlete, yes, I mean they're totally different. Their bodies look totally different, you know. But Wilt was one of those guys that was really chiseled. When you go back into you know the talk, you talk about late fifties throughout the sixties, early seventies. Well, one of the things that. Uh they they talked about and Jim Gray mentioned it, you know, because they're you know Rachel Nichols is there and they're talking. Wilt is still all over all the record books, and they said there is one record that will never be broken in the NBA, no matter whatever. And everybody's like, you know, okay, what is what are you talking about? Do you realize Wilt averaged forty eight minutes for the entire year? Wow. How load, about that? No load, load what? No load management. Forty eight minutes. As I say, load what? Uh, load management. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. How about that? Averaged. Averaged. That was his. Yeah. Never came out of the game. Never came out of the game. How about that? You know, and that's when you go, okay, that's different. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, that was, it was, it was a lot of fun to learn, learn those things. So I'm intrigued. I'm looking forward to seeing the other, the other two parts. Think about that for a guy over seven feet tall. Yeah. To be in that type of condition to never leave the floor. And, and let's remember this too. You go back. There were not the uh, the multitude of timeouts that right. they have today. You weren't having TV there timeouts TV and all that timeouts. kind of stuff. Right. These games were done in under two hours back right. in the day. And the other the other stat that they brought up too is if you look back and you realize, you know, all the abuse he took, right, mm-hmm. and everything else. <clears throat> do you realize Wilt Chamberlain never followed out of the game? <laughs> <laughs> that's ama- that's amazing. Wow, stat, but. Yeah. The game, when, like you say, the games have changed. Right. When you go over the, you know, the different yeah. ten-year 
things. And, you know, we've had so many big men in the NBA, but back then it was a big man game. Right. You know, now you want, you know, up and down the court. You want a yeah. big man that can go outside and shoot that three-pointer, you know, yeah. opening up the middle. It's a different game. Same way with, you know, football, how it seems like it goes in patterns. Like the running back at one time was the prize possession of a football team. Right. Now, you know, now everybody says it's just plug and play. You can right. replace a running back. Yep. You know, it's it's we're going to get to that subject here in a matter when we talk about the NFL and we talk about yeah. uh, free agent running backs here. Uh, so it's funny you bring that up. But, you know, going back to Wilt, this this was a guy, like we said, that only changed the game, scored 100 points. People are going to remember that. But like I said, not fouling out and, and that yeah. sort of thing. This guy was just, he was one of a kind. Right. Completely one of a kind. You say it was a big man's game, Marco. There, there were, The idea was to get the ball down low to the big man where we don't see that anymore. But what, And I wonder if they touched upon this, Jay, because you know, like I said, you've seen part of the, the documentary. Will can handle the ball. He Will could. could bring the ball up court like no other. There's there's footage of Will going behind the back, bringing it up through the legs, spin moves and that sort of thing. I, to see a big man do that right. at that at time of point, now you look at, oh, yeah, you know Durant can do that and, and yeah. Giannis can do that. These guys could do that. But other big men were not doing that. They were plotters. Yeah, it, it talks about when Coach Hanna came in and took and challenged him because he had just come back from being with the Globetrotters. And right. he challenged him to be a better passer. It's so what does Wilt do? Goes out and leads the league in assists. Right. It's like, okay, yeah, I can do that. And you're like, wait, who who does that? You know, who's the leading scorer one year, then comes back and says, Oh, you want me to be assist? Sure. Boom, boom. Leads the league in assists. I mean it was it was very well done and to go back and realize the things that he accomplished not only on the court but off the court. Um was phenomenal. Uh, in part two, I don't want to give away a lot yeah. of it. Uh, part two, part two is you know the the Sixers and Boston were supposed to play the night Martin Luther King got assassinated. Okay, and Wilt and Bill Russell got together and they took a vote and they said no, we're we're not playing and all that. And then all the riots broke out and they actually got calls uh, from President and everybody else like, hey. We'd really like you to play to get somebody something else to look at and do instead of, you know, this. And uh, it's funny because everybody else voted to play. Wilt did not. But he went along and said, right. if you want to play, we'll play. Right. And uh, But then he, he did tell him, he said, you know, we'll play tonight, but we're going to take off until after the funeral because we're all going. Oh, yeah, right. And he and he and Bill were both Bill Russell were both at the funeral. So uh, the guy was way ahead of his time, and uh, it was very enlightening and very refreshing to see, you know, what he accomplished. And he was one of those first that, like you said, kind of was an entrepreneur as well. He appeared yeah. in Hollywood films and yeah. television shows. He was doing all that kind of stuff. And at that point, I really wasn't fashionable for athletes to do that. Well, he traveled all around the world yeah. in the 50s. Right. He was all over the world in yeah. the 50s, you yeah. know, playing basketball. Right. And, and people knew him all around the world. Yeah. And you look back and you go, well, who was the first to do that? 
Uh, probably will. <laughs> right? Right. Right. I mean, right. until Nicholas came in golf and played all around the world. Yeah. Who else traveled the world? Yeah. Everybody had their, you know, yeah, it wasn't they were a superstar. It definitely wasn't, you know, football players. Can't no. say Jim Brown and people right. like that because the NFL never did right. that. So uh, it was, uh, as I said, I was, I was very intrigued. I was very impressed with the way they did it. Um, and it, it showed, you know, really what Will, Will Chamberlain was all about. We, I always joke with you, you played in the wrong time when you look at the contracts that we yeah. have now. What kind of contract, if you could fast forward Will Chamberlain to right now, oh. what would his contract be on the open market in the NBA? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, max, super max. He'd be whatever super max. Be. Yeah. 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 And, and he'd do, you know, he did it back then, what LeBron did. He'd take one-year contracts right. and max yeah. it out every yeah. year. Because, you know, that was just the way they did it. But, uh, you know, everybody says, oh, that guy couldn't have played in my era. Wilt Chamberlain could play in any era that you wanted him to play yeah. in. I mean, it was just that way. He was good enough athlete to run up and down the court and just, you know, well, go from there. It's like you said, you go, you know, when you talk about never coming out of a game, the yeah. all that stuff, you go, who does that? Right. The greatest of all time does that. Yeah. That's why he's the greatest of all time. Yeah. And yeah. I hope a lot of people tune into this. And I love the Showtime and the HBO documentaries that we see. Yeah. Uh, those guys do a fantastic job with that. So, yeah, I'm glad you got a chance to go to that last yeah. night. It was, it really was cool. a lot of fun, and uh, I'm looking forward for the rest of the series to come out. Do, did they uh, touch upon why they titled it Goliath? Yeah, so they titled it Goliath because everybody always said it was David and Goliath, Russell versus Will Chamberlain. Okay, because, you know, you got Bill Russell, the good guy on, you know, on the Celtics, you know, winning all these, the, the ultimate team guy, and then Goliath, the lone mountain of a man. So that's why they came up yeah. with David and Goliath. Yeah. Our world of sports, and I guess everything in society, we're always comparing, you know, like always. you said, you know, yeah. you can't speak of Wilt, unfortunately, without Russell. Yeah. Or Russell without Wilt. Wilt. And then now yeah. with LeBron James, what happens? Michael. It, you know, always yeah. have these comparisons, and it's that way pretty much in in every sport. Yeah. Talk about Joe Montana. Okay, well, you know, what about? And that, and that comes back to the psychologist that was on there talking about when you win, it's a team thing, mm -hmm. you know, and when you lose, it's always an individual fault, you know. And you're like, oh, wait a minute, you know. Like I, I tell people all the time, I, I have yet to see a quarterback that can throw a ball off his rear end. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of guys can throw it in a lot of different positions, doing a lot. of Nobody can throw it off their rear end, you know, in a game on a consistent basis. So you need other guys around you. And, and unfortunately, you know, especially in the NFL, your team does bad. Two things are going to happen. You're going to replace the quarterback or you replace the coach. Nobody. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, that's. That's what it, that is what it comes down to. So it, it's the it's the win as a team, lose as an individual. And uh, you know, I was glad to see they put a lot of emphasis on when he finally did win, uh, and what it took for him to be, you know, on top of the world and, and win that championship. Let me pose a question to both of you guys here, and it kind of goes along this this topic here. Um, would you prefer to celebrate a guy or? Put yourself in this situation. What mean? What is more important, winning rings or having the largest contract? And I put in the context of say James Harden. He hasn't won anything, right? But you know he's going to make you know two hundred, two fifty, three hundred million dollars probably this season or ever. Yeah. Or do you do you value that guy 
or a guy like, say, Draymond Green, who's got four rings, or somebody, go back in the day, a guy like Robert Horry, yeah. who has, what, five, six, seven rings, whatever he Mr. has. Mr. Big Shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So what would what would you prefer, the, the, the big money contract or the rings? Money or rings? Here, here's This has been my take on it, and look, I, I competed my entire life. It's about winning. Mm-hmm. It, it's flat about winning, you know. And I tell people all the time when they ask me, you know, were the were the Redskins better than the Raiders? And I look, I was unbelievably fortunate to be on those two teams. Okay, some of the greatest athletes, you know, that I got to play with and against everything else. But the difference was everybody at, at the Redskins at the time was about we just need to win the game. Yeah. We find out whether whether it's Del Green running back a punt. You know, he goes back and takes a punt for the first time all year and runs it back and puts you in scoring position, you know, and you win the game 10-6 to, you know, offense having to score a shootout 48-45. That was the difference where, you know, when I went to L.A. and the Raiders, there was a time in there we're playing and, you know, it's halftime and one one of the guys comes up and says, hey, you got to throw me the ball. I'm in my contract here. (laughs) (laughs) And your response is? Um, I'm like, I'm not intentionally not throwing you the ball, but right. most of the time you're double team. He goes, I don't care. I'm like, <laughs> of course well, he doesn't I, care. I, I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because that INT is going to be next to my name, not <laughs> yours. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of care. So, uh, you know, so that to me, it's always been about winning uh, over, you know, how much money you make. And I always tell people, if you win enough, you'll get paid. Don't worry about it. With the amount of dollars that these athletes make today i mean astronomical right i mean there are players i'm sure that are fine with like hey you know i'm fine with the money rings not that important you know where other guys are like you know hey i I want the rings i just want to be part of a team but look what we're seeing in in every sport right now all of these guys you know kevin durant we use him as a perfect example he could have stayed probably won four or five championships with the Warriors, but wanted to do it on his own. Yep. Kyrie Irving, yep. James Harden, the list kind of goes on and on. We saw well, LeBron chasing rings, right? Yeah. Well, let's just put it in perspective because it really brought it home last night where, and, you know, I was really good. I got to be really good friends with Sonny Jurgensen and Billy Kilmore in Washington. And it, the guys before me, even in football, had off-season jobs. Yeah. Everybody on Wilt's team had off-season jobs to make it, right? We've gone from being able to play your sport professionally, enjoy that, working an off-season job to make it to generational wealth. Exactly. Generational Exactly. Wealth. So you, you, you're That's taking how care far of we've come. your kids, your grandkids, grandkids, their grandkids' kids are taken care, care of. of. Right. Their Every, life. Everybody's taken care of. Would you say that... It's an evolution. When you come into the league, you want to get you want to get paid. You're playing for the love of the sport. Right. Once you've gotten, paid, I mean, when these guys get these big contracts, they're they're set. As your career moves on and you don't have that ring yet, we're seeing more of the superstars yeah. chasing well, the ring. L- let me tell you a story about when I was when I was a rookie, real quick, and everything else. So, my rookie year in Washington. I was the third quarterback. There was a guy that came to be number two for his 19th year in the league. And I asked him, I said, why did you choose to come here after 
18 years of phenomenal, and he's like, chance to win a ring. You know who that was? Jim Hart. Jim Hart yeah. from the Cardinals. Jim Hart for the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up watching Jim Hart. Yeah, going, number 17. Cat, number 17. Yeah. And next thing I know, I'm sitting in the room, and he's like, got a chance to win a ring here. Yeah. And he left one year too early. They never can yeah. take that away. They can't. You, yeah. can, you can spend money, make more money, spend right. money, but they can never take the title away but from back you. Back to your point, Marco, we're seeing guys that are willing to do that. They're still not willing to take less money, though. And I'll use, again, it's obviously it's a whole different uh, it, pay structure. It's a whole, but, di- listen, it's a whole different pay structure. It's a whole different society that yeah, we're in yeah. today. But I was going to use the example of the Aces, okay? Yeah. They all took less money to stay together from Asia Wilson to Chelsea Gray to Kelsey Plum uh, and Jackie Young. And Candace yeah, Porter. Yeah, Mark, Candace Mark, Parker comes right. over here. But the, I'm just talking about the core that Mark Davis right. signed and said, and yeah. they all said, we want to keep this thing going. We will take less money. Every one of those I just mentioned could go super max contract. Right. Asia just signed an extension, two-year extension. It's not super max. Yeah. I remember talking to her dad a couple of years ago, and I said, uh, so when are you guys going to move out here from South Carolina? The day she signs a super max contract. <laughs> you know, that's it. And a super max in the WNBA is $240,000. Right. Okay? Yeah. So I know we can't compare it to the NBA, but the point of the matter is, how come you don't hear any of these NBA guys or Major League Baseball guys or NFL guys say, okay, I'll take $10 million, you know, to, to be on. But no, they say, I want to be a super team, but no, I still want my my, my right. $30 to $40 million a season. Yeah. They're not willing to <laughs> yeah. take less. So that's where the argument comes in, money versus rings. Yeah. And most of these guys, in my opinion, they want the money. And I guess you can't blame them for that. That's okay. But then again, right. like you, you're a guy that I, I, I run there be the ring, you know, uh, have the ring, be have a consistent career with, you know, where I can yeah. win every year. But these guys, they got to know deep down inside, you know, that I'm not going to have any shot of going there. Right. I mean, Kevin Durant, come on, he went to the Nets. Yeah. Really? You just left the Warriors. Right. Eli Manning, Hall of Fame or not? No. Okay. But because he has two rings, he's in the conversation. And, the, and it's funny because they brought that up last night, the... Uh, in the whole conversation. They had a panel last night afterwards. They had the two producers, uh, Jim Gray and Rachel Nichols up there, and they actually brought that up of, you know, where do you put people that have one ring or, or less? And, you know, unfortunately, in today's world, that's, hey, he's got two rings. He's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Here again, look at the team that was around Eli. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at look at the team that was around Eli. And the reason they won the Super Bowl is because his defense played phenomenal. Well, well, and a, and a couple circus sketches, yeah. too, yeah. in that game yeah. as well. So I'll, I'll go back to a name that I brought up earlier. Robert Horry has seven championship rings. Right. Hall of Fame or not Hall of Fame? He's not in the Hall of Fame. Well, I mean, out of those seven championship rings, he was, what, six man on... Six of those teams, right? If I'm not five but or he, six, at but, least. But, but he, he really shot. played some big well, he played roles. Critical, he played yeah. critical but, minutes. But that, in my opinion, that's the argument that okay, maybe he's right. not because he, yeah. he wasn't a starter. Yeah, you but know, he played. For that. He played the critical minutes, right. and to me, right. that weighs more. Okay, right. right? Playing, being in crunch time, having the coach's confidence yeah. in you that you're the guy yeah. in yeah. crunch time that they want on the floor. You know, and look, I I look back as you know. Grew up with a guy, you know, and Steve Kerr was the same way, right? right? right. Steve Kerr was, hey, you know, 
It was documented in the film. Hey, look, they're going to come double team me. You be ready to shoot. Mm -hmm. Don't hesitate. And he's like, boom, right? Knocked it down, right? But a guy like Horry, who's got seven rings, yeah. you know, and Kerr's another one. I mean, their their name's not really mentioned as far as Hall of Fame, you know. Yeah. But again, you'll put people in like, say, Dikembe Mutombo. I mean, he has like one. But there are other guys that are that are in the Hall of Fame that haven't won a championship at all. Like, right. You know, Satch yeah. Sanders, you know, well, people, uh, people like that, you know. Look, I'll, I'll take football because I know it. You know, Dan, 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 Dan Marino yeah. deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. There is absolutely no question about it. <laughs> right. I, you know, and everybody's like, well, he never won the championship. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Exactly. But we as a society and us doing shows like this, yeah. we well, you don't have a ring. We're, we're the one making the emphasis yeah, right. on yeah. that. Yeah. How, how how important is the ring? You know how important. Right. And that's and that's why I pose the question. Throw another one out there. It's, well, it's all perspective. It, correct. It's it yeah. is all perspective. Yeah. Big Ben, Hall of Fame. Cumulative. I really have to look at his numbers, and I mean numbers mean a lot. Numbers mean also longevity. Seventeen, eighteen years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean he will get in. I think. Yeah, he, I think, I think I'm he sure will, he will. I'm know, sure he, he'll get in. He benefited from the rules changes. Yeah. It became a passing league, you yeah. know, more than, you know, when he started. Right. Uh, it was, you know, he yeah. was handing off a bunch when he started. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, but he adapted and, you know, yeah. hey, look, he had a great career. Yeah. There's no doubt about so it. So for me, yeah, I don't think the number of championships should weigh in to your induction to the Hall of Fame. I think it should be yeah. your longevity, what you did at the highest level. Of yeah. course, you add in your stats, all that other kind of stuff, kind of teammate right. you were, and all that. It's not. It should. I just think that okay. rings weigh well, so more yes. heavily than they need to. Okay. Than they Let, should. I'll just throw this out there. I know we got to wrap yeah. it up. How about this name, Barry Sanders? There you go. There's no question, right? No question. Hall of Famer, yeah. Didn't but he didn't. Have, he didn't. He had, had a short career. He had a short, a short career. career. He didn't have longevity, and but, he didn't have a ring. He didn't. <laughs> but what is everybody talking about when they talk about the prototypical he, running back? They talk about. But I can tell you one thing yeah. for sure. Yeah. When we played against him, I was watching. <laughs> and I was thanking God I didn't have to try to tackle him. Right. He was he was that player. Those spin moves were oh, yeah. no, was, there, no running back is going to come close and to I, that. And I hate right. to do this, but I'm going to do it just for the sake of conversation. We're having some fun with it. Walter Payton or Barry Sanders? <sighs> Man, I... It's tough, I, isn't it? It is tough. I, I got to play in the Pro Bowl. Right. Okay. Uh, with Walter and played against Barry you know, both phenomenal. One uh, A, one B. There you go. Doesn't matter. Even though they, Walter played longer and probably yeah, had yeah, maybe more notoriety. Yeah. And and the funny thing is, I'll, I'll I'll do this because I watched I watched Barry Sanders. You know, everybody says Walter was the all around back. Barry was too. They just didn't use him. Right. And he, was, did, he wasn't on very good teams. He didn't have very good coaching. Right, I mean, right. Yeah. So they didn't use him in the same respect as coming out of the backfield and all that. Right. But uh, both phenomenal, phenomenal players. And you got a chance to witness it up close and up personal, Up close man. and personal. It was amazing. So cool. Yeah. I bet you're glad you weren't a defensive player, right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, we were playing a Monday night game in, in Detroit, and he came to the sidelines. I was on a knee, and I couldn't. He stopped at the numbers. So I'm, you know, 10 yards from him, yeah. right? And he looked like he was about two feet off the ground where his helmet was. All I saw were 23-inch thighs, you know, <laughs> yeah. wrapped around. And he took off going the other way. And I'm thinking to myself, and I'm, you know, I'm in my mid-20s. And I consider myself a pretty good athlete. Yeah. I'm going, I'd break every bone in my body if I tried to stop that quick. Right. <laughs> Everything would break. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. It was, it was phenomenal. Yeah. 
Biggest thighs in the NFL ever, Earl Campbell, though. Uh, there's a few. There's a there's a few. Uh, you know, he's up there, but, you know, look, down in Houston, I mean, did you ever want to tackle that guy? Yeah. <laughs> and he got better. He's one of those guys as the game went on. Yeah. He got, because you got you got tired yeah. of tr- – he well, just look, wore you out. You know, and I got to play I got to play with Rigo, and yeah. Rigo was that same way, man. Yeah. He got nicknamed the Diesel for a reason. But, uh, you know, Earl Campbell, those guys were phenomenal. Great stuff. We'll touch on uh, more NFL uh, when we come back. Also, uh, it's a big weekend here in Las Vegas, WNBA All-Star Game. The skills competition just wrapping up uh, right now at the Michelob Ultra Arena. Tomorrow is the All-Star Game. Ace is fully represented, as they should be, with the best record in the <laughs> NBA right now at 19-2, and WNBA at 19-2, and and, of course, the defending champs. We'll touch on that and a whole lot more. Glad to have the quarterback, Jay Schrader in the house, Marco D'Angelo, TC Martin with you here live at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the Superbook. What's going on? It's Kelsey Plum, and you're listening to the TC Martin Show. KP for three. KP with 40 points last Sunday in Minneapolis. Uh, amazing performance there, and the Las Vegas Aces continue to roll. And KP, we'll get some news with her over at the uh, WNBA Skills Competition three-point shootout. Just uh, wrapping up right now. And, uh, of course, that took place at uh, 1 o'clock today. We are live here at the Westgate inside the Superbook. But looking forward to being there tomorrow for the WNBA All-Star Game and have the privilege to call that. So uh, make sure you tune in if you can't get to the game tomorrow. Team Stewart against Team Wilson. And Asia Wilson will be the first to remind you that she's undefeated as captain in All-Star Game. So uh, what is really cool about this All-Star Game, there's so many things that are cool. So the events that are happening today... Uh, of course, skill competition, three-point shootout. Uh, we'll get to those results here in a minute. But I've never been a big fan of, you know, picking teams, the playground style, the way the NBA's done it, now the WNBA's done it. So I guess, you know, maybe it's cool here because, you know, it's one of ours. It's Asia Wilson, and you got yeah. you have Jackie Young and Chelsea Gray. Kelsey Plum made the All-Star team. And... You got Becky Hammond coaching. So when they did the draft last Saturday, I don't know if you guys watched the, the draft on TV with Asia and, and Stewie, but uh, Asia was able to get all of the aces on her team. So that's the cool <laughs> how, thing. But how did that happen? How did, yeah, yeah, how did yeah, that how happen? I watched it all, man. I think, that, I was, I think that was a, a pre-draft agreement between Stewie and Asia. So here's the deal. Um, I really don't think it was because last year um, – Stewart picked Jackie Young, and you know, so you, you yeah. had you had them split, and but the way it worked out, Asia had the first pick, so she immediately took Chelsea. Okay. Okay. So now you have all these other superstars, you know, Sabrina Nescu, all these other. Yeah. So then, boom, and then Asia came back and picked Jackie. Okay. So, you know, she yeah. she did that, she, and she goes, "Hey, I want to keep in the family," which was really smart. Yeah. So really, cool. I mean, again, yeah, you're probably going to take Nescu or somebody else like that. You know, over Jackie or I uh, can't remember exactly who, who she yeah. took, you know, number two. And then Plum, you know, was a reserve. So what they do is they take the, the starters back and forth, back and forth. Now we go to the reserves. And then uh, Brianna Stewart actually probably could have taken Plum. But, you know, I think, she, you know, she took uh, uh, somebody else. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. And then Asia, oh, I'll take Plum. Yeah. So how good is a team when the MVP from last year's All-Star game <laughs> yes. didn't make the starting lineup? Right. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Uh, how good is that? Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and how good are the Aces? They have four. 
So, yeah. I mean, right? Come on. Now, I full disclosure, I never bet all-star games. Yeah. That's not something that I do. But the first thing that came to my mind was when you have an all-star game, we know there's no defense. Okay? That's a given. Everybody's out there <laughs> having fun. But you're she's getting to play with all of her teammates. So you got to say that that is a huge advantage. Yeah. But we've also seen, I think the line opened at like five and a half. And I think, I don't know, I'll check currently. Yeah. I thought it might have been up to six, six and a half because a lot of people are going to think that way, that the continuity for them, you know, when you're playing with other players, you don't know where they're yeah. cutting. And, yeah. and there's no team, maybe you see all the teams, but nobody passes the ball the way the Aces does. No, especially opinion. Chelsea Gray. And and yeah. if I'm Asia, I'm, I'm making that same first pick. Right. you got to have a point guard, especially in an all-star game where it's right. freewheeling and that sort of thing. But I'm with you, Mark. It's funny. I was Occasionally I'll bet like a Major League Baseball all-star game, even though I didn't bet the one on Tuesday. Yeah. But, you know, again, I just, you know, for fun because it's the most competitive. But this, I am just like you. I would agree. I would say get on Team Wilson because of that continuity. And here's another big thing. It's their home floor mm-hmm. as well, yeah. too. And they, it, that's a big deal. And yeah. they, they know everything. They feel so comfortable. Right. I mean, there's a reason. They're 11-0 at home. Yeah. And none of these games have been even close. Right. So now you get an all-star game, you know, in that situation. Yeah, I agree. I think that is cool. And I can tell you firsthand that these aces, that it's in their DNA that we don't want to lose when we're playing with wearing our, our black and red. Yeah. Uh, all-star, we don't want to lose either. And especially on our home floor in front of our well, crowd. Look, and no, it's it's a, it's a wise bet. Plus, plus Becky doesn't like to lose. Yeah, I was just going to okay, say, right, right. you've you got a coach that's like, right. I don't care if this is all-star game or not. Right. We're playing a game? Yeah, we're going to win. Yeah. You, <laughs> you had a blowout again in the last game. She called a timeout late in the fourth quarter. Absolutely. Because yeah. somebody did something she didn't like. Yeah. Well, yeah and you're always teaching. Well, because they went on like a 7-0 run. Yeah. Time out. What are we doing? Right. Okay. Well, yeah. we're still up 19. Stop. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Lockdown. Yeah. That's Play some D. Way, that's not the way we do things right. around here. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's not the first time this year she's done it. No, she's not done at it. all. She's done it late, yeah. oh, we, late in talk, the first we half We talk about of the game. that all the time. She yeah. says she'll burn him early, early on the game. She goes, any point in time? She goes, yeah. no. She goes, I want to make sure we play a full 40. That is her message. Full 40, full 40. I don't care what the score is. Full 40. Yeah. And uh, so... But they will play a little bit of defense, more defense in the WNBA All-Star game comparison to what you see in the NBA, and yeah. especially when they get into the fourth quarter. Because yeah, it's because it's not the high-flying, you know, spectacular. They show. do make more money, yeah, and this money means more to them right. than it does because they don't make as much money. So, you know, you got a chance to make an extra thirty grand. Yeah, You are right. going to play defense. Yep. You know, maybe not through the whole game, but it's but, not this garbage that we see in the NBA. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, skills competition <laughs> took place today. The Aces were represented. Uh, the tag team of uh, Chelsea Gray and Kelsey Plum won the skills competition. Oh, there's a shock. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. Is, there I it mean, is. is there a better I don't know if that was on the board or not. Yeah. No. Did, Did you see what the total is tomorrow night's game? No. I haven't seen anything yet. Take a guess. Let me take a guess. Okay, tomorrow... I would probably say, I remember it was high last year, 213. I have to say 240. 
249 and a that half. That much? Wow. The game is five and a half painted across the board here in Vegas and 249 and a half. Yeah, if you go back to, to previous All-Star games, sometimes they, they wouldn't crack 100. That's why yeah. I said that. And then or, yeah. or slightly get 100. So that might be a little ridiculous and inflated because th- those are the type, well, what would we see in the NBA? We've seen now, what, 270s, 280s, yeah. and that kind of stuff, right? Well, NBA, I mean, it, the final score is, what, 160 one, to right. 150 or something? Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Then, they're, then they're trying to hit the target score in the fourth quarter, which I'm not, you know. Just yeah. to try to make it competitive, right? But Gray and uh, Plum uh, win the uh, skills challenge. And uh, the big news, the three-point shootout, uh, Sabrina Inescu set a WNBA and an NBA record for hitting a record number of threes. So you have, you know, uh, you got, what, 25 so balls, right? Because you got the, the five yeah. spots. She missed two. Are you kidding me? 23 out of 25. 23 out of 25. Yes. That, that is phenomenal. And like I said, NBA record, WNBA oh, yeah. record. Yeah. Yeah. 37 points out of a possible 40 points. She got 37. Yeah, because, I mean, what was Birds when he he won at that time, when he hit that run? He did, yeah. It wasn't that. <laughs> no, because he, he hit nine or ten in a row, right? Yeah. But, I yeah. mean, yeah. Sabrina, that's just... Wow. Uh, Jackie Young was in. Um, she did not advance past uh, the first round. Um, and, uh, yeah, Inescu uh, uh, won and destroyed everybody. Yeah, obviously. She's phenomenal. Yeah. I'll tell you, yeah. I've got a chance to talk with her. Yeah. She is so cool. Is she? Yeah, she's very she's, cool. She seems like she's really got herself together and understands, so, you know, her place. I didn't know this. I mean, uh, this could be breaking news. I And our, our, our good friend, the owner, told me this one. Did you know? I mean, you may know this. Sabrina Nescu is married to a Raider. Did you know? Yeah. I did not know yeah. that. And I can't remember which one, but I think it's one of the one of the offensive linemen huh. that she's married to. I yeah. did I did not know that. So no. don't be surprised to see Sabrina Nescu around Las Vegas quite a bit. She's a Raiders fan. Yeah. <laughs> You'd probably be seeing her, Jay. Probably. Yeah. Probably will run into her in one of, the, one of the booths along the way. So right. it's getting to be that time. So it'll be a lot of fun. T. Yes, sir. It is Honus Grasu. Grasu? Yeah. H-R-O-N-I-S-S-G-R-A-S-U is her husband. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where did they meet? At Oregon? I have no idea. Where did he go to school? Yeah. I'm not looking at that. I just saw it. And just oh, come on. Come on. you got to have these things. Quit, hey. quit looking at Sabrina yeah. and, and do your research. <laughs> I'm not. I can understand why you don't want to look at Sabrina. I get that. Yeah. No, I'm more for Aussies. Yeah. Okay. No, where did he go to school? That's a good question. Our, our crack I'll research Continue team. it, and I'll, and yeah. I'll, get, I'll oh, break oh, it. Oh, man. I don't know how. How click hard that, that is. Click that computer. Come on. Yeah, come I mean, on. So I'm getting all these compliments like from, from Houston Nut last night. He goes, that nunchuck. And it's, it's funny when I'm talking like somebody from the South, I start going into this. That nunchuck. He, he's sort of quick on that, man. He's got those sound effects going. He hits the music oh, and all geez. this other stuff. He was, uh, you're, getting a lot, you're getting a lot there's of praise, no, nunchuck. There's no living with him now. Oh, let's go to our on-the-spot reporter who's looking at uh, Sabrina Nescu and whoever knows uh, what uh, back in the studio. Where did uh, the husband the Raider go he, to school. He is an Oregon duck. Like a day. Pay Jay Schrader. Pay the man his money. There you go. There you go. Didn't have to be a scientist to figure that one out, right? Yeah. So, yeah. 
There we go. Oregon Duck, huh? Oregon Duck, so. I don't know, man. Did you have a high, you must have had a college sweetheart at UCLA, right? Cl- close to be married to Bruin? Uh, I did marry a Bruin. She was, Look at this! She, <laughs> she was a cheerleader, so, yeah. Oh, 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 the quarterback get, always gets come cheerleader. On, come on, yeah, How was, stereotypical is this? So, but uh, Let's hear the story. Come on. That, that was, no, we're hearing the story. No, that was, that was way back in the day, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. But, yeah. How was her dismount? <laughs> we, uh, you know, I've, I've been single for a little over eight years now, so we're, we're good. Leave it at that. Huh? Okay. <laughs> just going to leave it there. But yes. Yes. Good. Too funny. Married, married a Bruin. You married a Bruin? Yes. You definitely yeah. wouldn't marry a USC Trojan. That's you know what's Ooh. funny. You know, you know what's really funny is I wanted to go to SC. I wanted to play baseball for Dato. I wanted to play. So when I signed with Toronto and then ended up going to UCLA because John Robinson didn't want me anywhere near his football team. <laughs> okay? So I ended up going to UCLA and then I played for the Crowley All-Stars yeah. around Southern California, yeah. which is all the pro guys from around there. Right. And we would go around, uh, you know, in January, February, getting ready for the year. We'd go around and we played all the college teams and everything. So uh, we had just beat SC in football. And I show up at SC to play, you know, baseball. Yeah. And, you know, Dato's out there, and he's giving me a hard time. He's like, seriously, they let you here? You know, I mean, there's all that. Well, I hit one out in left field oh. off of them. And he was just like, I mean, he was livid. He came out of the dugout. He was having a good time with it and everything else. So, uh, yeah, so I, wanted, I wanted to go. Two places I wanted to go yeah. coming out of high school, Texas. At USC because I wanted to play baseball at both right. schools. So you're telling me John Robinson wanted nothing to do with you. So what are we talking about? So Rodney so, Pete was Rodney there? For Who was the quarterback that you would face off in those years? Uh, what was Vince Evans? A uh, couple other guys. So I, Rod Dato set me up with a meeting because yeah. SC was one of the only ones that didn't recruit me from the Pac. Pack ten. Right. Even I even got a letter from Stanford, and I knew John was going there. Right. Yeah. We knew everybody knew John was going there. Right. So Dato gets me a a meeting. I sit down in Robinson. He goes, "Yeah, you can walk on." He says, "But you'll be like number ten on the depth chart." I was like, <laughs> "Thanks." Blue. So, so baby, blue and gold looks pretty good. Yeah, and you know, so then when I got to play against them in the NFL, it was just a little better too. So a little sweet revenge. Little sweet. Go. Love you it. mentioning Toronto reminded me of our good friend uh, Jeff that we had dinner with. He yeah. sent me this. Do you know this guy? Oh, look at that. Yeah, look at that hair. Jay pump. Schrader in the blue Jay's uniform. you got to love it. <laughs> yeah. All right, we come back. The other Jay will join us. Jay Cornegay here, the Vice President of Sportsbook Operations. It's a beautiful Friday. We're nice and cool in here. <laughs> it's hot outside, but it's nice and cool in here. T.C. Martin, Jay Schrader, and Marco D'Angelo at the Westgate. Sun is shining in Las Vegas, Nevada. Hello again, everybody. This is Harry Carey. That's the most asinine marketing I've ever heard of. Live. Ryan sends one a deep left way back. It is gone. A three-run homer. In the entertainment capital of the world. Didn't matter what the count was. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Field again. See you later. Oh my 
prescription from the doctor. Oh, my goodness. That's the longest home run to center field we have seen in this ballpark. T.C. Martin. And welcome back to the Superbook inside the Westgate, Las Vegas. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo, the quarterback, Jay Schrader. And uh, we just scored, so Jay's on the sideline now. Defense is on. So we bring in that we, we bring in that tough linebacker, maybe cornerback, I don't know, free safety, the one and only, the other Jay, Jay Cornegay. What do, you, what do you categorize yourself as? Uh, um... Back in the day, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, I used to run here. Yeah, I used to. Well, in high school, oh, okay. ran the ball. Right, we used to run the robust, robust offense, the old uh, Ohio State offense, and uh, I played uh, defensive back, and I return, returned punts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How All often good. did you? How often did you a uh, fair catch? I don't think I ever did. There you go. See, no one yeah. did. No one fair caught back in those yeah. days. Yeah. I, I, you Let's know. Go. No, no, and I don't think. Well, I never fumbled a punt, but I did fumble when I was running. <laughs> one time. I still remember it too. I, you know, oh, one fumble, one fumble. What's going on, my friend? Uh, last time I saw you, you're on your way to Colorado. Yeah, we went up there for uh, about nine, ten days. Mm-hmm. Got out of the heat. It was, it, it, you know what? I'll tell you. Sometimes it gets hot up there. I mean, up to ninety. It was like eighty-eight. But you know what was great to see is driving up there, and you go through Utah, and you go through Grand Junction, and um, Glenwood Falls, all that. It's just beautiful. But what you really noticed this year is how green everything really was (laughs) because of the they had a great winter, and the snowpack was tremendous. And the spring has been full of showers that even when you're going through some of the desert areas of Utah, in western Colorado, it was very, very green, and that was great to see. All right. So considering the way the Rockies are playing, did you kind of like bypass Coors Field? Do you want to talk about Russell Wilson or something? <laughs> <laughs> sure, we can talk Russell Wilson. But I think we're going to be doing a lot of that here in the next, you know, oh, start yeah. in the next few weeks, yeah. next month or so. Yeah. So, no, it's, it's really tough. It's a struggle <laughs> watching of baseball, you know, it's yeah. like that. I thought Diaz winning the MVP will probably be our highlight, <laughs> right. Right? right? Of the year, we'll take that. But you know, you get back there and you start reading some of those Broncos stuff, and it's they're covered. Seems like twenty four seven. They getting excited there. back there? Yeah, because you know Sean Payton's I, there. I was excited, and I'll say this in front of Jay, right? That I'm excited about the Broncos this year. Yes. Do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? Of course not. Do I think they're going to go over eight and a half wins? Yes. Do I think they're going to make the playoffs? I'm going to take plus 190. Uh, I think they'll push the Chiefs a little bit. I think they'll finish second in the division. Uh, I don't think they'll win the division, but I, I would expect the Chiefs to, maybe I've been saying this the last couple of years, maybe having an off year a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, coming back to the pack a little bit. So you like it better than the Raiders in the division? 
You like the Broncos better uh, than the Raiders? Yeah, yeah. That's a, I, I like them um, better than the Raiders. Raiders are, you know, I'd like to see the Raiders succeed. I want them to do well. I want the local team to do well. Uh, I just think they have a few more question marks than the Broncos actually heading in. Broncos defense is really awesome. Okay, so we're going to write this down, Numbchuck. Write it down. Jay, give us the 17-game uh, win-loss here with the division. Go ahead. Each team what? in that division. Go ahead. Start with whoever you think is going to win. Give me the record. Uh, you're, you're calling second for your Broncos. I want that record. Right. And, and go on down. I'm going to go 11-6 and six with the Chiefs. No, I'll go 12-5. and five. Okay. All right. I'll go 10-7 and seven with the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Nine and eight with the Chargers, and seven and nine for the Raiders, or seven and ten. Seven, seven and ten. ten. Sorry. Okay. What? What, what? what are you guys looking at each other? What did I miss? The Chargers. You kind of yeah. Chargers only nine and eight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what is the what is the uh, win total on the Chargers this year? Do you know? I, 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 I don't. I will look it up right here. It's in my back pocket. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. All right. I'll look it up. But uh, what are you guys really? I mean, I no, like the Chargers, no, but I, I mean they're they're going to be great. But they, mm-hmm. I don't know. Find ways. <laughs> they find ways. I don't know. They find we'll ways to lose. Well, that's all regarded with coaching, right? I mean, yeah. woo. So how much how much emphasis there. do we do we put on Sean Payton basically taking over the same team that they had last year? How many more wins do we give the Broncos because of Sean Payton? I think you're wording it the wrong way. How okay. many losses will they not have because of coaching Same thing. Yeah, right. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Uh, they haven't had a coach there in a long, long time. But correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that personnel pretty much the same, though? And this team's knocked on the door with some of that. I mean, as you said, they've had a tremendous defense for several years. It started to get wore Tremendous. out. That's exactly uh, that's what, what happened. That's what happened. They, they got, got wore out because the offense wasn't performing. If you if your offense can't stay on the field, your defense is going to suffer. I don't care how good it is. You need that team. You need to win the time of possession in the NFL. You know, I know we've gone to a pass happy team. You know, league, but there were too many three and outs well, on at, this yeah, Denver team. Look at the results. Of the first three quarters of the season, and look at that defense. What they gave, they gave up nothing. All right, and they just kept on all the pressure, everything was on that defense. They kept them in these games. How many games did the Broncos lose 16 to 14? Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was really crazy, you know, because their, their offense was so inept. But uh, going back to the Chargers, that over under total for the Chargers, nine and a half over 125. Okay, so you're so, all right you're, there. You're right, right there. there. I know. No one's giving you any stink eye there. You're, like, you're kind of are. <laughs> I saw the quarterback over here. I heard the quarterback over, over here said, "Where's the, the Chargers? Chargers?" Yeah. 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 Oh, I. You know that makes sense. I mean, it's right there. You got ten and seven, nine and eight. They're very close. But the thing is, the Broncos are only eight and a half. Hmm. I'm giving them two more additional wins on top of that eight and a half. So nine, ten. That's. I think that's where the difference is. But I do believe with the additions to their offensive line, right, Williams is coming back. Um, and the running back from Cincinnati, uh, Perrin, um, what's his name uh, that the Broncos picked up? Perrin? Uh, 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 Perrine or whatever. Perrine, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. What's his first name? The kid name? from Oklahoma. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. He, I'm not in a, football. I'm not in football mode yet. So. Yeah. I, right. Right. <laughs> so, I have. You're in the aces mode right now. Yeah. All aces, right? Right now, yeah. I laid a yeah. dollar thirty for them to win it all. I know you told me two I weeks think, ago. I think you're doing yeah. pretty good. Like, what are they now? Nineteen and two. No. What is? What are they to win the championship? Oh, it's like one seventy-five now. Oh, I think it's higher now. They're probably even higher. Well, I, I haven't been around for the last week or two, so I don't okay. know. Yeah. How bad are you? I think it's by like three dollars or something. Is it that much, really? Yeah. Maybe it is since they they went on this little little streak lately again too. I mean, and every, they're crushing everybody. Every night, there's three plays with the aces. First half, full game, and team total where you can bet team totals. Yeah. Over. It's just every night with them. It's incredible. That's that's great, and I'm I'm so happy for them. And the fans are out there. They set that record attendance mark the other day. Yeah. Tremendous. I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you know, the community is really getting behind them and supporting them and showing up for those games. Good for them. They were doing okay before that. Yeah, now they've they yes. taken it to another level. Yeah. Question. Uh, current line is minus 350 <laughs> to win. Oh. You're, you're said pretty good at minus 130. Jake, tonight or tomorrow's All Star Game. You have the line all across town. Everybody's five and a half and two forty nine. First of all, All Star games generally don't have a big spread. Five and a half's a a big number for the spread. So I, I got to figure a lot of that is put into the Aces. It's basically the Aces team and some other people coming along. Right. Coming along, but the big one for me is two forty nine and a half. Tell me what. Tell me the discussion that got to oh, got I, to that. I don't know. I, I, like those guys back there are are on it, but we. I'll tell you what we couldn't agree on was if the All Star game was made up of the Aces versus the rest of the All Stars. <laughs> now, what would that line be? Okay, expert TC. I want to hear your line. That line would be. Aces minus eight and a half, nine. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Marco. I wouldn't go that high because we know the aces. When you go past the starting five, there's a, there there is a draw. There, but it's been getting better because they've been getting a lot of minutes. The sixth and seventh player, you know, off four. Yeah. You've got all all stars on the other team. I actually would make it probably four, four and a half. Well, we... Go ahead. That, that was our consensus. Four and a half. But they, we did have some nine and a halfs. They we would, did say uh, um, we had a pick them yeah. back there. <laughs> so the pick them nine and a half is we fell in right to I'll, four I'll and give, a half. I'll give you the, my reasoning behind it. Okay, mm-hmm. first of all, um, yeah, you would have more depth, okay? But this game right now is all about continuity. And if you have a team, any team that's together that is a more than halfway decent team, will beat any all-star team, especially a championship-caliber team like the Aces. And if it's a one-game scenario, that bench isn't even coming into play. Okay, as of right now, even in these blowouts, you're getting the... They're going maybe seven deep, okay, because they only have... They're suiting up nine healthy players, you know, right, right now. So I think you would see a, a tight rotation of six to seven, which you could get away with. But... Without that continuity, again, an all-star team, they're not running an offense. They're yeah. playing a pickup game where Becky Hammond's running her system. The Aces win by double digits. I say, I, And I put the line there just for the sake of, okay, you want to try to get two-way action or whatever, but the Aces would win by double digits. It would be, my it, opinion. It'd be interesting to see. It would be. Yeah. It would be. We go back back to the day, Jay, right, with uh, 
um, the NFL when the defending champion used to play the All-Stars. And that was that was uh, basically what was the Pro Bowl version or type of thing. or Yeah, before they started, yeah, they started doing that. We used to see that. And I thought that was pretty intriguing back going way back in the day. You're probably old enough to remember that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. Oh, All right, so back to the total. I'll ask my dad. What do you think? Of? There you go. Fine. <laughs> that was Jay Cornegy, senior. Yeah. Two forty nine and a half is a big number. Yeah, I know. What did it open at? Two forty nine and a half. I is that the current number? That's yeah. the current number. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's not talk. a lot of defense. You know, not a lot of defense. They'll be running and gunning, having a good time. So we got it's, some. It's the gym. We got some rule changes too that we should talk about for, for tomorrow. If, if you're wagering, if you're interested in this, so uh, the WNBA instituted a couple uh, of new rule changes. So the shot clock will now be only 20 seconds tomorrow to speed that game up. They actually started that last year. So you got a 20-second shot clock. You do have the four-point play out there as well, too. So the four-point play, so the three-point arc is 22 feet. The four-point, there's a couple of spots. So if you get your toe, anything in contact with the two four-point spots, that's 28 feet away. That's four points. So you got that. What was the score last year? Uh, it was rather high by, from, from what I remember, but that one is in Chicago. So I could tell you, you know, this will be the third time that I've called the All-Star because it will be the third time here. So last year was in Chicago. Didn't do it. So I can't remember, but I thought it was kind of high. But anyway, and that was, and then Kelsey Plum got the MVP with her little trophy there. Um, here's another <laughs> twist that would add to your over, and this is why it's 249. No free throws in the game. So if you get fouled, automatic two points on the Oh. Yeah. You better move the line. <laughs> but that's why it is what it is. Because remember, the game is 40 minutes. It's not like the NBA where it's 48. What? So that's why, you you know, again. you That's crazy. You know. So I remember these all-star games before years ago where we had some, we had games like in the 80s. A I'm going to say back. Slice of Las Vegas had something to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no two. They really want to pick this thing up. So what's funny about that, so I don't know if you guys saw Asia and uh, Bri- uh, Brianna Stewart in the uh, the selection last Saturday. I was in Dallas. So I'm going, oh, I'm going to watch this thing, right? And so they're going back and forth, and the moderator is one of the ESPN you know, ladies at the desk, and they're going yeah. back and forth. So after they got done with everything, um, uh, uh, Brianna Stewart goes, oh, so Asia, they go. What about uh, miss twice for slice? Is that going to be in effect? Yeah. I think that needs to be in effect for both teams. And Asia goes, Oh no, no, no! You go. That's just our thing, you know. And the ESPN moderator goes, What? What? What are you guys talking about? It's like you're so uneducated, you know. And then she goes, Wait, what is this slice thing? What are you guys talking about? And I'm thinking of, you know, you know, my guy Scott and those guys and, and Joe over there, like, Oh, they got to be loving how this. Many, how many games have they covered? With the aces already this year, that they've been the main feed uh, for to announcers to know that if oh, you can't have, yeah. you can't go in and watch a game yeah. and not but they don't know it. it. I mean, that, I guess from local. So if the opponent misses twice, you get everyone in the house gets a free slice of pizza. It's slice of Vegas. That's located in the Mandalay Bay shops. If they miss what? If, if the opponent misses two consecutive free throws. Misses oh. on, one trip. Shots. on one trip. On one trip. Oh, so yeah, basically they misses two. Yeah, or, they miss two. Okay. Miss twice. Well, miss twice. I, I get a slice. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so Brianna Stewart brought that up on the selection show and then this this ESPN. What? What are you, what are you talking about? Well, I'm, I'm, I got I to know about this. And Asia goes, you just don't know. You just don't know. Goes, That's our thing. <laughs> that is great. 
was so pretty cool. I looked up last year's score. Okay. Well, 134 to 112. Wow. 246. Right there. But they had to shoot free throws last year. Yeah. This year. It's no, 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 no. Last no? year they didn't. Last year it was, it was the, the first thing? year. Last year was the first oh, year they did okay. the no free throws. But you go back to, like, last time we hosted when 2021, 2019, it didn't bust 100 from what I remember. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Let's hey, talk some baseball, Mark, guys. Marco, we're open. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Let's talk some baseball. We're back here. All right? I know. Finally. It's finally. Remember, I mean, just a few years ago, Major League Baseball would start on the Thursday. Now they give yes. the players an extra day rest. And it's like, I mean, I know people are just going crazy like Wednesday and Thursday. Like, I, oh, I we, know. we need some action. Well, every, the whole card didn't play on Thursday. That was the problem. Some started on Thursday and they went yeah. to Friday. So I think it's more of being fair to the entire you know league. that they yeah, all It's a players' sick. union saying we want that players. extra rest. They deserve it, man. Yeah. I tell you. I mean, yeah. they don't get many days off. I, I, I don't mind. I mean, it is boring around here. It really is. I mean. We were in the back room today uh, making up uh, college games of the year. And it's like, where do you got South Alabama? <laughs> it's like oh, horrible. jeez. Oh, right. I have a stat for you. Let's hear it. Okay. It comes from our good friend uh, Ralph Michaels. First day mm. after the All-Star break since 2016, home underdogs, just 8-24. and 24. Home underdogs. That's right. not how one many, that you would think this of. Oh, to, let's okay. see how many home, <laughs> home underdogs. Okay, let's look it up. <laughs> now, Marco, it's your turn to say, Jay, are you open? I'm actually on a bell. Of I, got no, I got no bell or no drum roll. No, Chuck must, must be in the restroom. There you go. <laughs> Delayed reaction. Okay, cheers. Get one. <laughs> Two, Just want to make sure you're still with us, Numbchuck. Three, That's all. four, four home underdogs. <laughs> Are you betting us? Go well, look at a couple. I'm well, on a couple of them. Two of them, R- Rockies and the A's. Good <laughs> luck is, there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're going against them. And the know? other two are the Cubs against the Red Sox. And Pirates, I believe, right? Yeah. Pirates. Who are the Pirates playing? Dodger, Dodgers were a small favorite on the road early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that... Probably you're getting some Verlander. Yeah, that's, that's basically a pick'em. Pick yeah. yeah. All, All right. right. Well, you got uh, Otani hitting the mound tonight. Now, he did not pitch in the All Star game because he got a blister before that. So I guess the blister is okay. He's going against the Astros tonight. So I am looking forward to uh, to watching that. Yeah. Dollar fifty for the Angels minus Trout minus Rendon, and they are still the Angels, even though the Astros are a shell of themselves, too. J.P. France, not a big fan of France, but I might, you know, just for heart's sake, may take a shot with the Strohs. <laughs> for me... I went against Otani last time when Otani pitched against the Astros in Houston. I, I, no, I got paid. Yeah, okay. They have hit Otani well. If you go back to the Astros versus Otani, they've hit him pretty well. Okay. Pre-Dusty. Okay. That's that's pre-Dusty. Got nothing to do with the Astros back then. Where's the trash can? That's what Mr. Schrader's talking about. A little sensey. Yeah. (laughs) You must have some Dodger blood in you. That's what I think. Jeez. All right. What do you think of Otani tonight, Marco? I'm looking up uh, the record on Otani against uh, Houston. And Otani has made... 
Uh, 12 starts against them. He's got an ERA of 3.90 and a whip of 1.26. 3.90. Against Houston. The thing in... Jay, I mean, we talk about things like this all the time, and we know you when you have certain players, the the big name pitchers, you know that the money's going to come one way. You're generally, as a better, if I want to bet Otani, I know I'm paying more than I probably should be because the market just is going to be that way. I like to go the other way. I, I think the value is in the long run going against Otani because the problem is. He's not going to be there to finish the game, okay? Mm-hmm. He's going to pitch you six innings, seven max, and then you got to turn it over. And uh, as good as he's been, yeah, that's that's the problem. Otani, uh, this season, this has been a better year for him. The team in his 17 starts is 11-6. and six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Jake, he's pitching against the you know the A's in there a couple times, being a division. Well, player. last time I remember it was I think it was like two, two, three weeks ago, and um, uh, he went six innings. Astros got nine hits off Otani in, in, in five earned runs, and so I, I remember that game pretty well. I think Astros won six to two, and then there were times you know over the last couple of years where they're, they, I mean he does he doesn't. You know, they're not scared of Otani. They've seen, like you said, 12 times. So I think there's a little value there with the Astros, even though Alvarez isn't there. But, uh, again, the Angels, did the Angels scare anybody? Yeah. The no. problem with no. The, Houston yeah. wasn't hitting going into the break. That was that was a problem Well, I, I, I will say this, going back to your other comment, Mark, it was like, you know, yes, you know, the public really doesn't touch baseball that much. So if I looked up ticket count right now, yeah, I would probably have more on the Angels. But it's it rarely happens that we would move like Otani and the Angels based off a of public play. Yeah. So you know it's like we we see it and we know exactly who those type of betters are. So most likely we wouldn't move it mm-hmm. on something like that. And it's like that with most public money, you know, unless it's overwhelming. You know, when if you were to have a. Um, a Monday night game, and you got the Packers against the Texans, and yes, then it really accumulates to a point where, you know, where your liability is getting up there, and you might want to just knock that down a little bit. Maybe you just move it down. You know, even for that example, we probably wouldn't do it, but sometimes we are forced to move it based off of public money. Baseball, generally, I agree with you. You're going to have more sharp money than than public money. Whereas when you're betting the NFL, you always have your sharp money, but there's so yeah. many more people betting the NFL, the you know John Q. Public, as I like to refer to, that uh, especially the the standalone games. So, I always say the values in the unders on standalone mm-hmm. games because you know it and I know it, we all know it. You, I can walk through the sports book right now and take a poll of a game that people don't have an opinion on. Do you want to bet the over or the under? Yeah. You know where they're gonna what they're gonna take. Yeah. Yep. Because the mindset is, I'm always still alive. You know, you bet an under, once it goes, you know, your bet's dead. But they don't look at it in reverse. But you're not winning that bet until late in the game if it gets there. Right. You're, you're holding a win. I know, that's ticket. exactly. I'm, cause I'm an under player for the most part. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I lose, I'm, I mean, I'm right to Hulu or yeah. Netflix or something. <laughs> 
Okay, moving on. It's uh, 5-4 in the second. Yep, I'm on Netflix. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, oh, man. It's just like, are you serious? I know. It's like, oh. Back to that uh, Jays Rockies, and you mentioned the home underdogs. Uh, Carlos Rodon going for the Yankees tonight. Now, uh-huh. he's first game back. I mean, he wasn't good against the Cubs. And the only two strikeouts, two walks, got hit pretty good. But, you know, you'd think when you're coming back after the All-Star break, right, you got all this rest that, okay, now you can get your pitching rotation lined up. Colorado's throwing Austin Gomber tonight. His ERA is like <laughs> six and a half or seven, right? That is, like, oh, is this the best? Is this the best you got? Have you yeah. Seen, you know have you mean? seen what he's done in his last three starts, though? Gomber? Yeah. I think they're on the road, though, too, right? No, they're... They're the last few starts at oh, home. Oh yeah, no, no, because I, I, I thought he pitched a. He one, pitched he, three one, really one, good. Yeah, one game I do remember he pitched really well, but it was on the road, I believe. Yeah, so he was at San Francisco and he was nothing. I mean, he, he had one strikeout, uh, six innings and uh, five hits and two earned. Before that, he was at home against Detroit. Uh, the strikeouts were good. He was seven strikeouts and in seven innings, gave up two earned runs, six hits. So, I guess that's good for Gomber. And the before before that, it's you know he said three straight starts where he's given up two runs. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's I mean, yeah, that's the best he's pitched all year. Because in his yeah, ERA we, is we, still up there around seven. We took seven. a sizable bet on the Yankees at minus two dollars about three hours ago. It was a pretty big bet. I like the Yankees tonight. The, is it, Rodon will be better tonight. You know, yeah, first he had one start under his belt. It, like you said, it wasn't good, but it was. It's not yeah. like he got chased in the third. But then inning. again, this is a guy that is has been out longer than anybody anticipated. So it just makes me wonder, like, okay, how healthy is this guy? And you, and what was his issue? What, what was wrong with him? It was elbow, I believe. Was it elbow? elbow? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you make the first start in Yankee Stadium. I, I think it's better for him to be on the road, less pressure. You know, after True. signing that big contract and then being injured, you know. Well, this is going to feel like a a AAA rehab assignment. I mean, he is playing the Rockies in Colorado, right? <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You didn't bet on them, so that's okay. Not yet. <laughs> I love it. He is Jay Cornegay, the man. All right, you got any more vacations you're going to try to squeeze in before uh, football season? Or are you here now? Uh, I'll probably take a long weekend um, down Del Mar ways. You know, we, we, there uh, we go. I mean, I'll be next I mean week. it would be like <laughs> one day at the track, a couple of days just mulling around, you know, Del Mar. Just, I mean, I just like the small little town. It's like, what, six blocks long? Yeah, you yeah. know, you just kind of walk around. We love walking. We'll do it. We'll get some electric bikes and just kind of do nothing, really, yeah. for uh, a few days before football. Um, other than that, nothing else really planned. But uh, getting ready for the Super Contest. Yes. Super Contest is off and running. Um, you know, we got uh, it's off to a real hot start, so really uh, happy about that. We got the Super Contest Gold, and then we got the Super Contest Reboot. So. Yeah, it's all good. A couple changes we made. I mean, we still have 12 ways to win in the Super Contest, mm-hmm. you know, overall. And we have 11 in-season, which were really popular last year. A lot of cash being dealt out during the course of the season. And um, Super Contest gold still the same. It's $5,000 mm-hmm. entry fee. Right. I think the winner got about 480 last year. Winner take all on, yeah. on the Super Contest yeah. gold. And we... Uh, Actually, uh, are paying the top 20 for the Super Contest this year. Oh, great. So there's a couple of tweaks there. 
um, but for the better. And uh, so far, comments have been very, very positive. Yeah, no better contest to say it in City State every year than the Super Contest here at the Westgate at the Superbook. Uh, get signed up uh, now. Get signed up early, and avoid those long lines. As you, if you wait till the final week before the NFL season gets underway, Jay, appreciate it as always, brother. Yep. All right. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Thanks uh, uh, for abs- coming in. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Okay, my man, Jay Cornegate in the house. We come back. We turn back over to the offense. The quarterback steps back in, and we talk a little NFL football and a little college football news as well. Live from the Westgate here inside the Superbook. Now, more of your favorite personal sports physician. Don't make me big. T.C. Martin. Of course, you are a character. Doesn't mean that you have character. The doctor is now in. See, most people will, you know, hear this and they're going, yeah, nice little smooth groove with Al Green. Then other people will say Pulp Fiction. Don't tell me you haven't seen Pulp Fiction, Marco. I've seen Pulp Fiction. Okay. But you know what you else I've seen? Yeah. I've seen you trying to dance as we're coming back from the right. Yeah, this yeah. That's it's a nice little smooth groove. No, no, that was a straighter. I know you you like some Al Green. Come on. Yeah, I I do like some Al Green, but I don't want to see you try to sway back and forth to it. See, I know my limitations. I have no dance moves. I'm just going to inform you. Either do you, my friend. You know, Butch, there's no old timers' day for boxers. (laughs) Say it with me. Your ass is going down in the fifth. <laughs> Say it with me, Butch. <laughs> hey, my name is Paul. That's between you all. I quote Pulp Fiction all day. There you go. It's a great scene, man. There you go. They're in the bar. He's laying it down to him like, you're taking a dive. <laughs> great movie. You I want to know how you get all your free time to watch all the shows, shows all yeah. the movies you do, no. all the hey. restaurants he's going with, he's sending us pictures of steaks. I can't wait to retire so I can be TC. I Martin. am well organized, my friend. <laughs> my, my TV viewing and my movie viewing really have, have gotten cut back, but I will always find time for the quality meals. That's a priority. It's like tonight, man. I should be, you know, I'm going to be doing my homework for the All-Star game, but no, I'm, I'm hanging out with my guys, man, tonight because there's food involved. No, there's <laughs> a free meal involved. <laughs> Ring there's, it up! There's free, there's free food involved. Yes. I always go so light on you. Like tonight, I'm going to, I'm just going to go. You're doing the soup. You're doing the soup. And you're going to do, gonna, gonna do either tatinas or a taco. That's it. Right? That's it. I'm probably going to work it like this to even save more money because I'm going to let him do the three-item. I usually a taco. do the two-item plan. Yeah. I'm not no, conscious of that. Get the three-item. There goes the taco. Yeah. <laughs> you never stop me. No, because I'm paying the check. The it's, soup it's, is a so plusy, good. it's a plus Guys, TV yeah, move. There you go. I, I had a nightmare story in L.A. yesterday for lunch. <laughs> I went to one of my all-time, and you may know this place, Jay. So my favorite Mexican restaurant in L.A. is El Cholo. Okay. They have one in Pasadena. Yep. It's the best. So I went there yesterday uh, to meet my friend James Owens, who you got a chance to talk to, former Bruin. Yes. So we had lunch there, and um, they said they had one right downtown L.A. I "I never knew that because the one in Pasadena, they go, been here 100 years since 1923. One in Pasadena has been there forever. There you go. So... They said there's one, you know, across down the street from the hotel. So we go and check it out, and it looks like an old, old building. I was like, okay, well, this one must be here for a hundred years, you know. Too, get in there. They open 11:30. First ones in the door. Remember that. First ones in the door. 
and we sit down. And I usually judge Mexican restaurant by tacos and enchiladas. I like that with the Almondiga yeah. soup. So we order. The soup comes out right away. Two bites into the soup. Here comes my taco and enchilada. I kid you not. The taco looked like a Taco Bell hard shell. There's nothing in the shell. And then on the side of the plate was shredded cheese and lettuce. And I go, is this a joke? Is this a prank? And then upon further review, I go, oh, there is something in the bottom of the shell. Now I ordered shredded beef. Yeah. I go, excuse me, server, what, what is this? He goes, chicken. I go, well, I didn't order chicken, but is there chicken in there? It was like, like three strands of chicken. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I'm not making that. I'm not exaggerating. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. Shredded beef. Yeah, yeah. I'll, okay, I'll take it back. Oh, okay. I'll give him a pass, right? So finish, try to eat my soup. Like... 60 seconds later, boom, on the plate. Little bit of meat on the bottom, but an open shell. And then there's this, the, the cheese and the list like a salad. It's like it kind of like fell out or it's half an hour. I'm going, are you kidding me? And then the enchilada, a shredded beef enchilada. Now, you guys have been around the block. What does that constitute? Tell me how you would prepare that. How should it be delivered to me? Or us, or if we order it, uh, should it be fish a lot? Go ahead. It should be covered in sauce. And, good. Yeah. You know, right. a little steam coming out of it, nice yeah. and thick, rolled nice. You know, what, what's inside though? <laughs> should be some shredded. Should beef. be. Right? Should be. Yeah. Shredded right. Beef, right. Yeah. yeah. You know, the shredded beef was on top. No. It was spread out on top, and I look inside. There's cheese. And this is my shredded beef enchilada. This place has been around 100 years. And I'm going like, wait, this is not Pasadena. It's not, you know, it's not it, El Cholo. And that's that's what I'm saying. So, of course, you know, the guy comes over and he goes, oh, yeah, I understand. I'll go talk to the chef. It's like, uh, I, you know, I don't want to cause any problem. I got friend, I got James yeah. and his wife are there. And theirs looks okay. And they got like a, a salad or something. And theirs looked okay. But my, I, I, I don't get it. So finally, the manager comes over and he goes, I am so sorry, sir. Uh, yeah, it should not be like that. And it's like. We just opened. Are right. they are they in rations? Like thinking they're gonna have a right. big rush? <laughs> Here's the kicker of the story. Like, how does this? I mean, I don't understand how this happens. Though there's nothing in there. It goes, well, you see, you know, we're located right across the street from the Staples Center. Yeah, it obviously doesn't go there because now it's called the Crypto.com right. Center, right? <laughs> he goes, so. They have so many different like food options and like fast food options. So you know, people are kind of like used to that. So they're kind of used to that here. So they're used to inadequate sweet, inadequate sweet. That's what you're trying to tell me. Inadequate food, uh, small portions. That's what they're used to. And he goes, yeah. I've never heard anything like this in my life. True story. And he goes, I go, how long have you been here? And he goes, oh, we've been here seven years. I'm going to venture to say that's not on your list to go back to. No. And he goes, but if you want to try the other one, it's like down on Wilshire Boulevard, try that one. And I go, and he, so he brings over a card with all of the El Cholos. I had no idea there were like seven El Cholos. Huh. Which location was not on that card, do you think? Downtown? No. Pasadena? Pasadena. I go, oh, how come Pasadena? Go, oh, that's a different owner. Ah. There you go. So you think I'm going to go to Wilshire? Yeah, you think no. I'm going to go downtown? You think I'm going to go to any of these on this card? No. Wow. There you go. Different owner. That explains it. Yep. Dude, this, that was worse than Taco Bell. Mm. You are 
a very tough customer, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, because, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's just me. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you okay. wouldn't have true, complained true, about that. True or false? This okay. guy, when okay. he goes into Stop. a place to order uh, <laughs> that they have hot dogs, he interrogates the guy at the Interrogates. counter. Interrogates. It's like put a light in his face. Is that an all-beef wiener? Is it a Vienna? <laughs> Tell me you don't. Well, I did that because <laughs> they ran out of Vienna's the week before, and they came back and they said, "Yeah, uh, we're using Nathan's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, we don't recommend it." He broke. And I go, "How many people have complained about this?" And when they you're go, a hot dog connoisseur, yeah. thank you very much. You know, see, you and I would have no idea what's in that hot dog. Of course, you would, and we don't care because we don't eat them. But so. to be fair. If, whatever your favorite cuisine is or whatever, if it was sushi, I couldn't tell you the difference. Yeah. So I couldn't complain. I mean, come on, quit hating, man. <laughs> You've got to expand your playbook because admit, 85% of the pictures you send me are either yes. from a Mexican restaurant. Yes. A steakhouse, yes. or you'll throw in. I have limited taste. Yeah. You'll throw in blue ribs. I got chicken. no problem. Look, I have no, uh, I have no qualms about it. If I could eat Mexican food every night, the, I would yeah. eat Mexican food every night. <laughs> Make up your I'd mind. Be, I'd be four hundred pounds, but I would eat Mexican. About my food, and I oh, I, I eat well and all this other. And, and now you're complaining. I'm just saying. I like what I, I, like. I like. a big playbook. I like, <laughs> oh, so you want to go ahead? You want to go ahead and try these new dishes and new places, and then you're going to pay for it. And then what if you know fifty percent? What's this? What do you know about paying? I'm just. Talking, <laughs> I said <laughs> you pay. What about you? What's next? Oh wow. <laughs> so, hey, can we talk some football now? Let's talk some football. Let's, let's see. You brought, up the, you brought up the story. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, you did. Carried on. I thought I'd share that with you guys. I could have just saved it for you guys for dinner today. But now we don't have to talk about it. All right. College football news. Breaking news today. University of Tennessee is fined $8 million by the NCAA uh, Infractions Committee for finding more than 200 individual infractions committed by the tenure of Jeremy Pruitt when he was the head coach there at Tennessee. Uh, among the penalties handed down, Tennessee's placed on five years probation, given an $8 million fine amongst other financial penalties that will push the total closer to $9 million, but they escaped the bowl ban, so they get to go to a bowl this year. Uh, this is the largest NCAA fine, all regarding infractions from recruiting. Then it gets specific, but... I, I have two thoughts. A, why in the world do you get to go to a bowl game where you're going to make all that money back anyway, yeah. right? So that should be the first one. And B, every major college has a committee to watch over all these things. How do you get to that many infractions? Yeah. How is that possible in today's world? Mm. I mean, because you have staffers, you know, that should be verifying everything and, you know, setting this up. So, uh I have no idea. Again, it just goes to show you, and my opinion is the NCAA has no idea what they're doing. So, you know, they just they throw it at a dartboard and see where it happens. And where do they come up with that number? Like, yeah. like there's really no prerequisite or there's right. no there's no uh, chart, right? That says, right. oh, this is, you know, eight right. Well, as I said, with? if they go to a bowl game, they'll make it back. So they're like, oh, yeah. hey, no bowling, no bowl infraction, we're good. We'll make it back. So what's to defer other teams when you have no sanctions on them? Right, you're on probation for five years. Right, yeah. what, 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 what does, does probation do? mean? Just uh, limited scholarships, right? Limited scholarships, yeah. But that's it. That's it. Still get to be on TV. Yeah. Right? Still right. get to be on TV. Still get to play in a bowl game. Still get to 
cash those checks. SEC has a very good contract for TV. Yes. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pat's, Pat Fitzgerald, we touched upon this the other day. Uh, get your thoughts on this, Jay. The uh, former head coach now of Northwestern uh, fired amid the allegations of hazing, sexual assault, racism, uh, all within the football's uh, program. Here's uh, some of the accounts here that, that came uh, through this thing. And this was un, uh, this was uncovered by the student newspaper. Spepper, yeah. yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 11 current or former players acknowledged that hazing had been taking place within the program. Hazing included forced participation, nudity, sexualized acts of degrading nature, in the violation, of course, of university policies. No students are known to have suffered any physical injury as a result of the hazing, but some players found that the hazing to be harmful and long-term consequences, while others felt the rituals were just in jest. But uh, it has been well-known throughout everybody associated with the program that hazing has been going on for quite some time. That caught cost Pat Fitzgerald his job. And, you know, this was a guy who was highly regarded as a head coach. Yeah. Um, and really, Northwestern was a bad football program. You know, his early years were bad. They were definitely dreadful before he got there. Ten bowls. He won, got four wins. He was the Big Ten Coach of the Year in 2018. I don't know. There's a lot to unpack here with this, but... Well, I'm going to I'm Go going to start, start with this. It's it's more than just the football program because they just fired the baseball coach Correct. also. Yep. So we got that news th- that, yesterday. That yeah. tells me there's there's a culture on campus where, you know, this has been going on for a while. And it's not just one program, it's it, it's been multiple. So, um, it's, you know, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, I never did anything mm-hmm. like that. I was never a part of it. You know, I just Nope. So on on either end. So I don't know, you know, why you would think that builds camaraderie. I think that, you know, all you're doing is degrading and, you know, building walls in yeah. guys that are supposed to be teammates. I, I witnessed hazing, you know, at the high school, college level, and that and that sort of thing. And I was very curious, and I wanted to ask you, Jay, about that because. You see a lot of that stuff, at least especially you know back in the day, going back 20, 30 years ago. Whether this is like really true, fabricated, you know, even like in the some well the hard knock stuff way back when they won't show a lot of the stuff, but there's always that talk when you come to the NFL team. Hey, rookies got to do this, they got to do that, yeah. they got to get hazed. Colleges, we knew about that. I mean, you go back to the Penn State scandal, the Jerry Sandusky. Some of that was that, but a lot of it was just his pervertedness I, I get that but i mean i remember seeing some of this stuff firsthand i want your experience you went to big time you know college program you played in the yeah. nfl is that stuff out there at these well, levels the only thing the only thing i i can say this is i never saw it at ucla not that it didn't go on but you know i was and we hear a lot of I, fraternities as well got, too we i got a lot of fraternities that, but see, I wasn't I wasn't in a fraternity, and I played football. And then once football was over, I was concentrating on baseball, doing right. my thing. So I was kind of separated, right? Uh, uh, that probably saved me in college. Um, now, when I got into the NFL, yeah, as a rookie, did I have to sing? Yes, you know, sing your alma mater. I'm like, yeah. guys, I haven't been there for four years. Uh, you know, I don't, 
remember the words. Yeah. Well, you got to sing something. I sang "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." Now, <laughs> I sang that. I sang that every night for four years. So uh, you know, I had uh, that down. Uh, so carry equipment for the <laughs> for the veteran players. I, I never had to carry spend equipment. any money buy yeah. Food. I, I, you know, I bought food and stuff like that. But um, you know, I did that throughout my career. I used to take the linemen out anyway. So, right. but uh, right. you know, it's you know stuff like that. I don't, that's really not hazing. That's just trying to, right. you know, get in with the group and all that. As far as the hazing part, I never was around it and never saw it. So uh, I, w- I guess I'm very fortunate in that respect. 2023 in a yeah, major this, university, and right. you're getting this widespread, like you said, through not just the football program, but through athletics. Yeah, and yeah. and I, I just, I, I don't get it. Yeah. And, and that's what I always say. I mean, you know, you and I have that in well, uh, in common as well as coaching, you know, high school athletes and this that. I never got that. I never yeah. understood. You're supposed to be building camaraderie, yeah. chemistry, all of that stuff, all for one, one for all. I, I never understood that. Right. But I know that it would happen at other yeah. schools. I, don't, I never understood it. It's like, yeah. no, that's not happening on, on my watch. Yeah, and I just I don't know what the psychology behind it, if it, you know, or whatever. But uh, as I said, I was fortunate. Never was around it. Never participated. Never saw it. So uh, very fortunate in that regard. What's the chances of Pat Fitzgerald getting another job? Um, it's going to be a while. Yeah, he'll get another job. This is usually works that look, way. Yeah, look, down the road. We we are in a country that gives third, fourth, fifth, sixth chances, right? I mean, it's well documented, right? Right. Uh, the guy can coach football. Uh, football's mm-hmm. a major contributor to every college, you know, big time college out there. So uh, he'll get another job eventually. All right, let's talk about uh, a little NFL. We got three running backs that are at an impasse basically right now um, with franchise tags on them. And Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler of the Chargers, and uh, Josh Jacobs uh, for the Raiders. All three guys, franchise tag guys. Barkley is threatening to sit out. Um, there, I think there's some communication. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm hearing there could be some communication between the three guys here that, hey, you know, we should all sit out, you know, not stand for this franchise tag thing. They all want, you know, big dollars. Uh, if Barkley does get franchised. He's going to make $11 million a season. We've talked about yeah, Josh Jacobs it's not before, about, right? It's not about getting big dollars. It's about yeah. getting a long-term deal exactly. with, some, with some guarantee. Right. That's what the, that's what yeah. they're after. And it's, what we've talked about is you get the franchise, you're actually getting big dollars. You're getting paid as, as top, top five. Three. Top, yeah, top three, right? Top three, yeah. Exactly. So, but yeah, they average, weren't the long Average of the top three. But here's the thing. This, we touched upon this earlier, is that the landscape of the running back right now in the National right. Football League it's totally changed. Yeah. I don't want to say they're a dime a dozen, but the they're not at that that high pecking order, yeah. you know. Really, you know, right now. So, g- give me some thoughts about all three guys. What do you think happens to all three guys? And uh, do you view the running back position as I don't want to say dime a dozen, but just maybe not as important as the quarterback or the wide receiver right now? Well, unfortunately, here's my take. Unfortunately, all three guys have set themselves apart from the average running back. Okay, we all know they're they're the upper echelon of the running backs. Uh, And I look at all three and what they mean to their team. All three are invaluable to their team because of the way they play. Okay, and and what they do for their team, you know, Saquon handling the ball up there, he's probably the bulk of the runner, okay, yeah. up there, right? The other two guys are valuable 
catching the passes, coming out. I mean, uh, Eckler in San Diego does it all. I mean, he, the guy's all over the place, right? Um, the problem is, you know, by being all over the place, longevity is a key. Injuries are a key, and that's that's why the teams are not willing to give them that four or five year contract with. <laughs> 30, 40, 50 million dollar guarantees. That's why it's all franchise. So it comes down to a straight business decision, unfortunately, and the running back is caught in the middle of it. And unfortunately, if he gets hurt in a franchise tag year, he's, yeah. kind, of, he's kind of screwed. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's a total gamble on their part. You know, everybody says, well, you know, the team is taking it. The team's got nothing to lose except that one year, right? Yeah, you know where would Daniel Jones be without you know Barkley? Oh yeah, well look at his stats when he was out, mm-hmm. right? I mean, same thing. Well, look, look with look at the Raiders situation. Okay, let's they need a run game. It's it's built in. So you know, uh, and and in San Diego, I mean, Eckler was he was a heck of a player. You know, carrying the ball, he was goal line. You know, for a littler guy, goal line, he was phenomenal. So what do you do there? In a good set of hands, out of yeah, that. good set of hands. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's unfortunate the way the running back position is being viewed, but if you look at it from the GM and the owner side, it's a short term contract yeah. because yeah. it's it's a lot of a lot of wear and tear and a lot of injuries. Yeah. And then you compare it to wide receivers who are prized possessions. Wide receivers right. get you know get the money yeah. in. But but here again, let's look at it. Wide receivers can't get hit like they did in the old days. They can, <laughs> they can play a lot longer. So you know that's uh, it's unfortunate. I think all three guys are invaluable to their team. All right, a uh, couple other NFL uh, news and notes before we uh, say goodbye here. Uh, I'll call this breaking news. All right. Our good friend Blake Martinez. Remember Blake Martinez from yeah, the Raiders? Yeah. Played with the Giants, played with the Packers. Yeah. Well, remember he retired from football. Remember what he retired for? Start his own oh, business. Businesses. Yeah. Was that the Pokemon guy? Eleven point million dollars in selling Pokemon cards. That's where Blake Martinez's business is right now. Blake's breaks. He employs twenty full time employees. All right. And uh, he has sold a Pokemon card at $672,000. Another went for $570,000. Full-fledged business. You know, and Martinez was selected by the Packers. I remember when they selected back in the fourth round in 2016. And here was his quote. His quote was like, I was tired of starting over in football. Because, Mary, he came here to the Raiders. He felt like he was starting over here just like Green Bay. He goes, I'm tired of starting over. He goes, I'd rather start over in something that I know and I love. But... You know what the deal with Blake Martinez is? You know where he went to school, don't you? You mentioned it earlier in the show. Where'd you almost go to school? USC. Stanford. Oh, Stanford. Smart guy, man. There you go. He's a business guy. Yep. Good for him. And he's not getting beat up, so. And this, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know about you quarterbacks, but retired quarterback. I guess he's retired. Phillip Rivers and his wife. Expecting yeah. child number 10. Yes. <laughs> child number 10. High school sweetheart. Yes. Seven girls, two boys right now. Currently has kids ages 4 through 21. And he's going to have number 10. He goes, it's been like four years since I've had a kid. i got to get back to it. What do you think of that? No. <laughs> I have no words. No. I love kids. I love my grandkids. But I get to give them back at the end of the day. <laughs> Can't do it. It's going to have 10 rivers rolling around there. 
He can field almost uh, one side of the football just, team. Just think about seven <laughs> girls and seven weddings. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's something else. I want to thank Jay Cornegate for joining us here today here at the Westgate. Of course, Marco, thank you very much, of course, being here. Marco will be in uh, Del Mar next week. Yeah. Enjoy. Makes lots of money. And the quarterback, always appreciate you as we get ready. We're getting fine-tuned to training camp. We're, we're two and a half, three weeks away from training yeah, camp. Two, just about two weeks away. Some some start Rookie, next week. Raiders, rookies report on the 20th. The vets on the 25th. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right, appreciate everybody for joining us here. Go to the website, check it all out at tcmartinshow.com. WNBA All-Star Game tomorrow, 5 o'clock pregame, 5.30 is the tip-off. That would be a lot of fun. And uh, Enjoy that, my friend. That's fun. And we're back at it again on Monday for Numbchuck. Back in the studio, Marco, J&J, TC saying so long. Have yourself a good one, and enjoy the weekend.